Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back to the lesson. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. If you're listening and watching on YouTube, welcome. The reason we do these conversations is to give you an opportunity to listen to native English speakers and to see if you can catch everything we say and give you an opportunity for listening comprehension. Giving you also some nice vocab, maybe some new phrases that you haven't heard of before, and also checking in with your pronunciation to see if you can match it to ours. All right. So with that being said, are you ready for the topic, Greg? Very ready. What do we got? All right. Well, it's three letters. We're going to talk today about NFTs. Ho, ho, ho. NFTs. Yep. All so, right. Let's jump right in. All right, Greg, maybe you can tell us and tell the audience what NFTs are. What are they? That's a great question. Um, NFTs are very, very misunderstood. Um, and it, the best thing to do is just start at a very basic level, right? A very fundamental level, I yeah. should say, um, which is that an NFT mm -hmm. is just a standard, right? So it's a coding standard. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So um, on the blockchain, you have smart contracts. Well, so what's a blockchain? Okay, so a blockchain. Let's start with that. A blockchain, you've heard of many blockchains. You know, there's Bitcoin, there's Ethereum. They're basically ledgers, um, and typically they are public ledgers. So it's just a long list of transactions. Okay. And because they're public, um, everyone can access them and see them. Yeah. So that's what a typical blockchain is. Mm -hmm. um, and on the blockchain, certain blockchains like Ethereum, you can actually run smart contracts, right? So more than just simple transactions, you can actually run little programs on the blockchain. Right. Um, and these little programs are called smart contracts. Okay. And an NFT is just a type of smart contract. And it uses a standard called ERC-721. Wow, that sounds so futuristic. Yeah, ERC is just a type of Ethereum standard. Um, but you also have NFTs on other blockchains like Solana, right? Yep. Solana is mm -hmm. another popular blockchain, um, and they have their own standard for an NFT. But what an NFT stands for is non-fungible token. Okay, so what does fungible mean? Let's first define that term, fungible. Yeah, so fungible just means easily exchangeable with uh, another of the same item. So for example, a dollar is fungible. Right? right? If I give you a dollar and then you give me a dollar, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you gave me the same dollar that I gave you, right? Because they're fungible. Right. Every dollar is essentially the same. They're more or less equal in value. They're not only are they equal in value, they're sort of equal in, in purpose and in function, right? Whereas an NFT mm -hmm. is non-fungible. Non-fungible. Which means it's another way of saying that it's unique. Okay. Right? Rare. So, right. Too. 
And well, it doesn't have to be rare. Okay. Right? Well, that one individual one is unique. So okay. it's more than rare. There's only one of it. Okay. But um, there can be many NFTs of a certain type, but each of those NFTs is slightly different in one way or another. Okay. Right? And so uh, it's non-fungible in that you can't exchange it for anything exactly the same as it. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful for a lot of different things. When um, we hear about NFTs in uh, you know, social media right. and mainstream media. And in the news. And then in the news, yes. we're typically hearing about a very specific type of NFT. Which is what? Which is art, right? Right. And right. so like you, digital art. Digital art. Yeah. Right, exactly. And why is digital art a good candidate for a non-fungible token? Because art's unique. It's unique, exactly. Right? Yeah. When I draw a, uh, a picture of a horse, it'll look very different than the picture of a horse that you draw. Yours will be much better than mine. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Right? Um, these are all unique pieces of art. Right. And so um, a non-fungible token can represent that digital piece of art. Got it. Okay. So I've heard before people say that NFTs might be harmful to the environment. What do you have to say about that? Is it true? Is it false? Yeah. What's the situation? Well, I'll start by saying that I'm a huge proponent of environmental conservation, Definitely. right? Yeah. And, and energy reduction. So I, I care a lot about ensuring the future for our children yeah. uh, and the future of the planet. So yeah. the environment is very important to me. And I just want to be very clear that uh, NFTs themselves have no impact on the environment, right? There's a lot of confusion about this. Now, it is true that the blockchains that support NFTs can be energy consuming. Right. However, as of probably September or October of this year. So uh, October 2022. Um, the uh, largest blockchain, uh, smart contract blockchain, Ethereum, where most NFTs are created and hosted, uh, will be transitioning to a proof of stake, right? So it's currently proof of work. Right. And the proof of work protocol takes a lot of energy. So Bitcoin's another proof of work right. protocol. And it uses something like three or 4% of the entire world's energy. Wow. Tremendous amount right. of energy. And to be fair, Ethereum is also using a ton of energy, not yeah. as much, but a lot as well. When it transitions to proof of stake, Mm-hmm. It'll become 99.96% more energy efficient. Amazing. That's a yeah. huge deal for the environment and also for people who want to maybe participate in that kind of um, the blockchain, but also who are environmentally conscious. Absolutely. So it's important. Absolutely. Now, going, so going back to NFTs, yeah. NFTs are just, again, they're a type of smart contract. Yes. So they themselves, even on Ethereum, don't use up energy, right? You can think of an Ethereum, the blockchain, as kind of like a train, right? Mm-hmm. A train is always moving between stations, right? Let's say a train from New York City to Washington, D.C., right. right? That train is going back and forth uh, every few hours. And whether or not you get on the train doesn't matter Irrelevant. to whether or not that train runs. That right. train's going to keep running. Yeah. So you can think in, of an NFT kind of like you getting on a train, right? You're the NFT. Um, and the NFT, whether or not it gets posted to the blockchain, has no impact on the energy consumption of the blockchain. We'll be right back after this short break. So I just want to clarify that NFTs, 
don't themselves use any energy. So you right. can mint a bunch of NFTs and not worry about your energy consumption. Right. What you can be concerned about is the energy consumption of the technology that it runs on. And like we said, very soon, uh, that shouldn't be an issue for the vast majority of NFTs, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that's a big deal. It really is. So can anyone create an NFT or is it just sort of a select group of people like famous artists or digital artists or, um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen rocks, like pictures of just like really very abstract, but basic looking things. And then I've also seen very elaborate, beautiful digital art. So who can make these? (laughs) And can you tell us a little bit about that? It's a great question as well. I mean, the beauty of the blockchain in general is it's public, right? It's also called permissionless, Mm -hmm. which means no one needs permission to use it, right? That's really cool because there's no real barrier to it. Exactly. It's open to everyone. It's open to everyone. And so to answer your question, absolutely anyone can make an NFT. Very cool. Right? Um, And so when it comes to making an NFT, there actually are a lot of pieces of software out there, programs online that'll help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? It, what would that be? Um, like Adobe Photoshop? Yeah, Adobe. Adobe, Adobe has, Fresco. Adobe Fresco. Yeah. yeah if you um, just search NFT generator online, you're going to find a bunch of different options. That's cool. I would focus on getting a recommendation from someone who specializes in NFTs. I'm not a, a specialist, an NFT specialist. Yeah. I know a fair amount about them. Yeah. But in terms of creating them, that's not really my expertise. Right. So I would be sure to get um, a recommendation from someone who is an expert. If someone wants to create an NFT yeah. themselves. Just yeah. because you don't want to use a program that could be harmful to, to your computer, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. There Sometimes are a lot free, of scams. Yeah. Right. And like free software, when you download things off the internet, you really need to be careful. Exactly. Like what you're downloading, because you could be also downloading malware, which is, yeah. yeah yikes. That's a yeah. no-no. Yeah, exactly. So anyone can make an NFT. If you have any kind of artistic inclination, um, you should totally try it out. That's cool. And you can try it on, on, on cheaper blockchains too, right? So Ethereum itself, the layer one, is quite expensive yeah. to, to make an NFT yeah. on. But and, uh, Ethereum has layer twos like Arbitrum and Optimism um, and ZK Sync, right? So those are much, much cheaper. So I encourage Polygon is another great one. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to look at some of those cheaper options if you want to play around with making your own NFT. Yeah. And you can also just, you know, practice for fun, just see what kind of digital art you come up with. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an NFT per se, but if you're interested in digital art, you could, you know, just try and make something on your computer or your tablet or wherever you make digital art. Could you make an NFT where you simply take a photo of something? Absolutely. Literally anything that you uh, can view on a computer uh, can be can be compiled into an NFT. Wow. Uh, and it's just a... So again, an NFT is just a smart contract. You're not necessarily storing the data of that image right. on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. You can, but that's more expensive because that's mm-hmm. a lot of data. Typically, what an NFT does is it simply points to an image stored somewhere else. So you could store an image on your OneDrive or Google Drive mm-hmm. or on you know uh, Amazon's database. Um and simply link to that in your NFT code. So the code of the NFT will point to that image, but the image is hosted elsewhere. Right. But purists, NFT purists say, well, that's not properly decentralized because mm. what if Amazon says, take that down? What if Google says, take that down, right? Right. 
So we now actually also have decentralized storage options like IPFS, interplanetary file system. Wow, that's cool. Um, where you can actually store your files and you can host them in a decentralized way. So if you want to put something up and you, you're worried about you know, being told to take it down, well, in these decentralized venues, it's, it's much harder to be censored. So that's a really cool Very option. Interesting. Yeah, wow. So it's, it's sort of, um, it's almost a little bit futuristic, but I think it's the direction that the world's heading in in a lot of ways. And, oh, yeah. You know, the creator economy is upon us, which is very exciting because I feel like with people who have artistic ability and are, you know, hoping to do that in a way that will support their lifestyle and their living, this now Web3 um, can sort of give them that opportunity where they can, you know, do their creative pursuits, have their creative endeavors, and then make a living off of that. And, you know, that's pretty cool. That's spot on. Yeah, we haven't talked too much about it, but one of the things that makes NFTs so powerful is that you can build in, it's a smart contract. Yeah. So you can build in all kinds of revenue models for the artist, yeah. right? So you can have an NFT that every time it gets sold to a different person, the artist, the original creator, gets a cut of that sale, right? Yeah. Gets a commission of that sale. Um, and that's not something that you, it relies on trust. It's built into the code. So yeah. each time it changes hands, the, the artist gets a cut. You can also do things like every time it gets uh, handed to a different person, yeah. the image morphs a little bit. Right? Oh, that's neat. You can do really cool dynamic there changes. there could be multiple owners. Multiple like owners. I could have owned the NFT and then, I, then you buy it for me and exactly. then someone else buys it for me. And while there you? can be multiple owners, mm -hmm. what makes digital NFTs so powerful is that uh, the, the creator is etched permanently into wow. the blockchain, That's right? Neat. So you always know the provenance. There is zero Meaning risk. Meaning where it came from, where the where origin. From, right. There is zero risk of a counterfeit NFT. Everyone always asks, well, what's the difference between just right-click saving an image yeah. and saying, here's my NFT? Interesting. Well, you can look at the code of the NFT yeah. um, on the blockchain, basically the, the record of it being added to the blockchain. Wow. And only the person who created it can prove that they created it, wow. right? So there's zero question about where it came from, there's zero possibility of counterfeit. Yeah, or plagiarism and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like how, you know, someone might steal someone's idea or their exactly. visual representation of something and then try to pass it as along as their own. That doesn't fly in this yeah. space. Right? Yeah. And Which I would encourage, great. I would also encourage people to look past a lot of the, the press that it gets around, yeah. you know, oh, there's so many scams and NFTs. That's true. There are. But there's scams for um, everything, everywhere. There's scams for right. everything. And right now there's a very specific type of NFT that's popular, which is called which is a what? PFP. What's a that? A profile picture. Oh, that they can post on their social media account. they can post on their social media account. Exactly. Like Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, wherever, TikTok. <laughs> exactly. And this got popular early on with the CryptoPunks. Yeah. Um, and then a little later, the Board Eight Yacht Club. Mm. But there have been, because those were so popular and became so valuable, yeah. there became so many new entrants, right? So many low effort, low quality mm. PFPs that came onto the market. So suddenly the market was flooded with them yeah. and everyone wanted to make money the way others made money before them. Wow. So they, everyone started speculating on these things and it just created an awful, terrible, toxic ecosystem. Oh, that's too bad. Um, and it looked bad for the public. It was very bad for the, the people trying to trade them and make money off of them. So it was really a disaster, but that doesn't change the fact that the underlying technology yeah. of NFTs, particularly as a use case for art, 
Again, NFTs can be used for all different kinds of things, financial products, mm -hmm. uh, ownership of- Fundraising. Things, fundraising, yeah. uh, ownership of, of houses, right? Real estate. Because wow. NFT can represent anything. It can represent a contract, anything unique. Right. But the, so the point is that the underlying technology of an NFT is, is still there and it's so powerful. And we're really just scratching the surface yeah. of, of what we can do with it. Yeah. So more to come. We'll probably talk about this topic again. We'll revisit it in the future. Send us your questions. Send us your comments. Have you heard about an NFT before? Are you curious to maybe dabble in it? Are you maybe going to be a creator of an NFT, these smart contracts? Or what is your take on it? So, yeah, we'd yeah, love it'd, to hear it. It'd be interesting to hear your perspective as well. As always, we welcome your feedback and such. We'll be right back after this short break. So thanks for joining me, Greg. This was really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I could talk yeah. all day about it. It's very technical, but I think beyond sort of like when you get to the bigger picture of these these concepts, it really starts to make sense. And, it, you know, they're, they're puzzle pieces in a way that when you get more and more information about this type of technology, it starts to it starts to connect. It starts to make sense. So hopefully this wasn't too technical, but. You know, a lot of people are interested in NFTs, they're talking about it. The world is fascinated by this new technology, and it's only going to get more and more developed and in accessible. the future. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Share that with friends and family and anyone who wants to improve their English language communication skills. And then also, if you're listening to the podcast, which we hope that you are and enjoying it, be sure to leave us a review that really helps us out a lot and make sure that you share that as well. And then check out our website. We have a lot, a lot of hundreds of lessons and conversations for you to enjoy and listen to and watch. So be sure to head on over to advancedenglish.co forward slash blog and sign up for our free newsletter. We send out one a week. So that's very exciting and it'll help you improve your communication skills in English. And then speaking of communication skills, we have a separate channel and podcast called Exploring Communication. I'll link it below, which you can see if you're watching on YouTube. If not, you'll see it in the blog post and also in the podcast. That is for anyone who wants to improve their social skills, their public speaking skills, their interview skills, and their social interaction in English. And it's designed for native English speakers, but I have the strongest confidence in you that you as an advanced English learner will be able to follow along and also benefit from this channel as well. So check that out as well. All right, we will see you in the next one. Bye for now.